Petersfield's Shine Radio. Hello dog lovers and welcome to Dogs With Jobs. I'm Kate Fairweather and I am going to take you back in time this month because I went a few weeks back to the South of England show at Ardingly. And the reason I went uh, one hot Sunday was to go and see the Hound Show, which takes place in one corner of the South of England show. And if you've never been to a country show, I would really recommend going. It's just a lovely day out. You're in the front fresh air, you can take your dog, you can see a huge range of country food and crafts and arts and all kinds of things. But for me, it's all about the animals. So I made my way down to one particular corner of the whole showground and I basically spent all day sitting there watching all these beagle classes and being completely captivated. Now, I was lucky enough to be introduced to my interviewee today, Matthew Higgs, and I don't know if it is the sheer knowledge that he has of beagles or the absolute enthusiasm that he has for them that I found most compelling. But really, the combination of both of them was almost too much for me. It's one of my favourite interviews that uh, we've had on the podcast, because as you know, I'm a great beagle lover. So, enjoy. So I'm with Matthew Higgs and we are sitting by the side of the Hound Judging Ring at the South of England show. Thank you so much for having a chat with Pleasure. me. Pleasure. Tell me your involvement with Beagles first because I was pointed to you by the vice president of the show, no less, who said that you were the most informed, articulate well, and wonderful person for me to speak to. He's a good friend and he's very kind and it's a nonsense. <laughs> I'm an enthusiast. I discovered beagling uh, when I was at school um, in Essex and actually started with a pack of bassets because there are also some packs of bassets in the, in the, in the country, working bassets as well. Um, but got involved with beagles, lived in Hertfordshire, my local pack with the South Hart. Uh, I then went to White College um, in Kent and we had a pack of beagles there, I got involved with them and it's been my life's passion ever since. Um, and the South Hearts beagles, which I started hunting in 1986, uh, amalgamated with the Trinity Foot, which are a pack that's associated with Cambridge University, not specifically Trinity College, but they were um, involved with, uh, the, with, with the university. So now we've amalgamated. Unfortunately, the problem in the South East is that the country that's safe to hunt is getting um, tighter and tighter. So uh, quite a lot of us have, have joined together um, and we still have a link and uh, encourage students from the university to come out and hunt with us. Uh, I'm glad to say the, uh, the sport is, is quite strong. There's no formal link, but uh, there are still a lot of youngsters who enjoy coming out with our hands and whatever. It's something that I've been doing all my life and God willing will always do it <laughs> until I fall off the perch. So tell me about what we've been looking at today because we've, we've spent the morning looking, it's been dog hounds this morning. Dog hounds this it? morning, bitches in the afternoon for obvious reason because if you bring the dog, dog hounds after the bitches, their concentration, we use What we're interested in, in looking at today is their confirmation. So we're What's looking at hand, how. Well, we're, confirmation is, is, is the shape of the hand and its ability um, to move easily across the ground. And the way we show that today, we do show them on the lead so the judges have a chance to look at the hounds and, and you'll see it towards the end of a class. They'll get them out on, um, we've got a grass square here and then in the middle of that there's some concrete flags. That gives you an opportunity to look all around the hound and look at its feet, um, which would, you know, obviously again is an important um, 
uh, part of the hound because yeah, just as the old adage, no foot, no horse, it's just as important as a hound. Unlike the kennel club breeds that breed to a breed description uh, and perhaps we'll say that a beagle has to have a rolling gait, a good blocky shape, uh, a broad head, ears of a certain length and all, that's totally irrelevant to us. What we're looking is, is for the ability for the hound to move across the ground and that's chiefly vital because in the hunting field the, be the easier it is for a hound to cross the ground, the longer he'll last, so the more years he'll hunt. And in our kennel we've got hounds will hunt till they're 10, 11, 12, 13. And obviously the more they hunt, the more experience they get, the more they learn. And the charm of going beagling, uh, in the old days it was nothing about really catching quarry. It's all about watching the hounds work. And, and if you've got a hound, um, you know that that is old just like us hopefully gets a little bit wiser and and is cleverer and the other thing is that yeah during a day's hunting a, a beagle probably cover 20 probably 15 20 miles certainly and if he can do that easily he doesn't tire just like us if we were doing a job if we get tired we don't concentrate as much as we would have done um, we could if we if we're fit um, so it helps so so that's what we're looking is is, is the hand's ability to cross the ground and be balanced and, and to make life easy when they're moving along. And I was finding it very interesting this morning because uh, I was at Crofts earlier in the year, very, very different yeah. sort of judging, where it's static and it's more like a beauty pageant. So yeah. I didn't know what to expect today, but when the hounds come in, what are the judges looking for when they're letting them off? Leashed. As I say, it's balance yeah. and it's ability to move, and that all starts, I think, at the shoulder. What we like is a good sloping shoulder, and if you get a hound stood up sideways on, it's quite a good um, thing to look at the slope of the shoulder, that's the, the, the angle through the scapula, mm -hmm. um, through the front of the hand. If you draw a line through that scapula, and again a line through the point of the hock, which is the obviously the sort of equivalent of a knee at the back, its back leg, and up through the the um, its hip bone. If you drew those two lines, and 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 then we're able to to make out of that a nice um, capsule A, okay. then that hand is probably fairly well balanced. If the shoulder is wrong, and he's got a straight shoulder, so that's sort of throwing the weight onto the front of the hand, which is going to, if you think about that, that makes it quite heavy and makes it difficult to move. That A, the point of the A is going to be thrown forward. And equally, if he's straight at the back of the leg, and the back legs are what, are what powers the hand along, drives it along, can't do it if the shoulders are, light, are wrong, if they're lumpy or heavy. Um, there's a, a good length between the point of the hip and the hop, but if, if that's too straight and it sort of pulls the balance of the hand back, Again, the A is going to come out of true, isn't it? The point of the A is going to be sort of Makes beyond sense. the hand's back. The, the greatest qualities in all our hounds are their bidability, their scenting ability, because they hunt, now we hunt a trail and we hunt rabbits and whatever, but when we hunted hares, it's just the same. Their scentability, scenting ability is what enables them to do their job, and their hair sense, that's all in the brain. We can't judge any of that today, but we can judge their confirmation which is showing the hound it's um, you know is it, giving the hound the the foundations if you like to use those qualities yes and while you can't see the scenting ability today you can see that if they have the scenting ability they'll be very effective in their work yeah exactly and and 
It doesn't always happen because because <laughs> in the summer there is there's a certain amount of competition with that, uh, among us, and we all like to win rosettes. But in theory, the, the the sort of understanding is that only good working hands should be produced here today, and, and we should only be bringing good hands that have all those qualities that we can't measure today forward and then we're judging their confirmation. And I understand there's also a height restriction when it comes to entering the There is a the height restriction, uh, uh, restriction and actually it's quite interesting today because we've got a pack the North Devon have come all the way up from Exmoor today mm -hmm. and they would probably keep bigger hands, they hunt a big moorland country, they'd um, have a hard old day and they're going through heather and whatever so they would probably keep slightly bigger hands but th it, there is an understanding that as far as the show world is concerned we have quite a lot of minor shows but we have five shows the south of england that's the, which we're at today that's the first of the occasion then we've got um great yorkshire up at harrogate we've got peterborough which is our uh, sort of um that's the, the, big the one, blue ribboned one yeah that's the festival of hunting that will be in in, in june uh, july on the 19th and then we've got the west of england down in hunterson and um Rydal up in the fells but but uh, yeah, most of those shows, and Bilth, sorry, I'm forgetting the Welsh boys, so we've got Bilth coming up on the in June, um, and, and uh, yeah, most of us measure the hands, keep them under 16 inches, because it's felt that a beagle, um, it's fair, when we used to be hunting hare, that, that, that was a fair size to set against an animal, which is extraordinarily clever and, and, and uh, is fascinating, and, and we love that just as much, I have to say. Uh, as we did, the, the, you know, as we do our hands, but but it, it, it um, yeah, the, the, with the I'm 16 inches, it's meant to be a fair size to hunt them. No, that makes sense. Yeah, that's very English and, and, as well. And, and then my hands, the Trinity Foot and South Arts, you might see when you see us later with the bitches, are quite a bit smaller because I'm getting fat and old, and uh, <laughs> yeah, they tend to leave. And we're hunting in a very urban country. Uh, we're very lucky, we're all tremendously lucky, we should never forget that all hunting is only by permission of the landowners and whatever, and, and certainly we're very lucky, most people are happy to see us, but we live, we, we're operating in a, in a very busy part of the world and we don't want them too big so they don't get away from us so that, so that we're safe. And as the country that you hunt on, is, I mean I'm assuming you have to get agreement for where you choose to hunt so yeah, yeah. all of that means presumably, I'm guessing here, that biddability, is that more important now than it was 50 years ago, 30 years ago? I, I, you know, I personally set a huge store by the bit. When we, fortunately, um, in our part of the world, when we used to hunt hares, I mean, there are a lot of hares about in the country, and now it complicates matters, in fact, because we're trying to lay these trails and whatever. There'll be hares jumping up all over the bloody place. But you want a hound that, A, wants to stick together, because all our sport, if you go to France, they hunt, there are quite a lot of hound breeds, and the, the basset originated from that. They'd use fewer hounds, and they'd put them, let them loose in the wood, and they'd be using the hounds to drive game towards guns. So you don't need the amount of hounds that we do. The, okay. Our hunting traditionally It's almost is, flushing. It's flushing, way, exactly yeah. right. And you don't need too many hands to do that. Our hunt is always is hunting at force, I think, was one of the sort of... But, you know, we're hunting as a pack, and it just as playing rugby or in any other sport you it's no good you're having a collection of brilliant individuals who don't connect you need a pack so they want to stay together and 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 in our country where there still are a lot of hairs you want you want them if, if hands split off the line that we're meant to be hunting you want them to think hang on i've gone wrong here i need to get back to my mates and and uh, that's something yeah in a, in in beagles is is very important and and you, you can 
you can improve that by keeping them all of the same size and all the same type and also by keeping them fit. And the other great thing about um, beagling is, is, is you need to take them out regularly so, so the hands ought to be going out as often as you possibly can. So they're actually quite tired and that makes them much more obedient. I'm sure everybody with pet dogs will know again, if, if the dog is regularly exercised, is happy and, and whatever, it's going to be a lot more amenable to doing is what it's told. So in a show context like this, yeah. um, I mean, a pack... David, who introduced us earlier, um, I, really tickled me when he said that a pack is like a committee and the entrepreneurs might be at the front being a bit rash and that the accountants, <laughs> he was very entertaining about it, <laughs> the accountant will say, no, 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 not that way, this way or whatever. But the emphasis was that it is a pack. When you're looking at one or a couple of dog hounds or bitch yeah. in a show ring, you know, you're kind of splitting one off from a pack, aren't you? And, you and are, a, you a successful pack is going to have variety within its uniformity. Yeah, and if you went to America or in France, well, we have one show down in Dunster where they do look at a group of hands, uh, where they actually judge a pack of hands or they judge a six-couple class. Or a, We don't have that in this country. But as I say, what we're looking here today and at the other shows is their confirmation. So right. we're, we're, in, we're interested in their shape. Everything you say is absolutely right. I'd slightly disagree with, with David. And again, if you go to France, there is a huge hunting tradition in France. And one of the magic things, I think, is that hunting in France is not that dissimilar. And we're not that dissimilar to what happened in medieval times when King William came across here. One of the reasons William the Conqueror came to um, invaded this country was to get the hands. You can go back to Xenophon and it's Signeticus, I probably pronounced that wrong, in 55 BC, and he's talking about hunting hares, slightly different because they use net, but he's talking about hand management and hand control in exactly the same sort of way as we handle our hands today, and I think that's a cracking thing, that, that, that there's that depth of, of the link between the dog and the human being that, that we've had for so many times. But, uh, yeah, we, we, you know, a lot of the things that we really value in the hands, we don't can't measure today but yes. today's great fun to look at each other's hands some of us will swap hands we'll use different dog hands from different packs and whatever picture hands um and it's a chance for beer as well so it's quite fun <laughs> and we are sitting here under the shade of a tree on a very hot day yeah very unusual for harding life <laughs> unusual for harding life normally we're wet through so tell me i'm curious as we're here at a hound show um, when I've spoken to um, people in the foxhound world, um, there's been some conversation about how the, the lure of the Peterborough champion, you know, is part of the whole difficulty with bloodlines and, you know, that you, you have lots of, you know, it's a safe move to go and get a Peterborough champion to cover your bitches. Well, you know, is it like that? Or it is, is th this feels like you all know each other. It feels like a point to point in terms of competitiveness. You're basically it, all friends. It, it, yeah, we are all friends. And, and a great thing about um, all the hound sports is that we don't breed hounds. We only breed hounds for, to replace hounds within our own pack and to swap among ourselves. Yeah. We have an agreement that uh, occasionally hounds will be sold abroad but we don't, there is no market value, there is no value in our hands because it's very important that actually the chief thing that we have is, is, the, is the value is in their working ability. And yeah, the show ring is an opportunity to come and look at hands and the shape of them, whatever. 
what happens in the field is far, far more important than anything that happens here. This is just a diversion, there's no excuse to get together and whatever. It's good fun, it's, we'll all spend a huge amount of time going around each other's kennels looking at our hands. But we're only interested in the working quality and with due respect to perhaps a show dog world or, or, or whatever, you know, that I think that is a valuable thing because, yeah, we all love to get rosette. There'll be one or two packs here today that will be more fed up if they don't <laughs> win prizes than one or two of the rest of us. But, you know, that, that, that's fine. But, but there is no value beyond the pleasure of it. And, and so, the, we, you know, we only breed hounds because they're, you know... Good at their jobs. Be good at, yeah, and for their value. We don't, there is no... We, it, it would be disastrous if we all and occasionally people say oh well, what you want to do yeah people love beagles why don't you breed them and sell them on that is an anathema to me what we ought to be doing yeah we breed enough hands for our own use we breed enough hopefully we breed enough that are good we do um, occasionally you get a hound that isn't happy hunting and they make very good pets um, and do you uh, have a waiting list? We do have a waiting yeah, list. Yeah, I bet you do. I and, bet you do. And the do. extraordinary thing is, yeah, the hounds, our kennels are at Cambridge, we live um, quite away from that. The hounds came back today. We take bitches back um, when they have pups and they live with us in the house. And, and, and uh, yeah. So you're puppy walking as well? Yeah, and we, yeah, puppy walking and having a bitch to whelp as well. We, yeah, we, as a family, we don't actually walk them too long because um, we've got quite a lot of chickens and rabbits and all sorts of <laughs> other animals. And they get to a certain age and their hunting instinct digs in and you've got to be watching them all the time and that gets a bit trying. But, but yeah, when they're puppies, they're great and the kids are enjoying Yes, because they're so social. They are, they are social and part of that, I think, is because um, they're group animals. They all live together in the same kennel. The dogs and bitches, for obvious reasons, live separately. But, but they are animals that have got to get on in a gang. If you put 30 terriers in a kennel and Carnage. ask them all to get on, it probably wouldn't work. If you put 30 hounds, what, whatever hound breeds, whether they're little beagles, which, as you say, 16 inches to the shoulder, or great big foxhounds, 22, 24 inches, they're a gang, they're a group animals, they're used to getting on together. So it is hugely important to so many of us. It is still part of our culture. It is still part Well, of I've the... been struck today. We've seen several, clearly, grandchildren, I think, yeah, out yeah. with their grand. Well, my, mine are my children, because I've got married. But, yeah, there's the North Devon, there's Connor and uh, Andrew, Andrew and Connor, his son. They're there. My children, Tady and, and, and Jack. My daughter is less enthusiastic, but she's still interested in the hands. Yeah, it's a family thing. The great thing about beagles, they're little, so they're, yes. they're great fun. We take them to shows. We spend all day inundated by kids who sit with us. Everybody says, oh, isn't their, their temperament happy and whatever? It, it, they are marvellous things. They're very precious to us, very important to us. It is a controversial subject, but no, but you know we what? deserve a place. The thing that I thought was really sweet, actually, after this morning, because um, because I, I noticed with all the judging that they all come back in together after they've had an individual yeah. uh, moment with the judges, and then they are eliminated, aren't yeah. they? With what looked like an extremely discreet touch of the hat from the steward. <laughs> <laughs> like a tap on the shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> and then... They were peeling off and then leaving four um, yep. for first, second, third, and reserve. 
So, so the, 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 yeah, again, when you're lucky enough to judge, and it's a huge privilege, and it's great fun because you're in this. And a judge it, today is down from Newcastle. Yeah, one, one of them is Stretch, who's a professional huntsman. He's hunting yep. the Newcastle this season. Um, Tremendous, yeah, great lad, and 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 uh, one of our best. And then Ian Pierce, who actually was the other judge, who's now master of the Stoke Hill Beagles down in Devon. Yeah. But yeah, the judges, it's it, it's brilliant because you get to the obviously the people are showing the hands to you. We show them off the biscuit. There's a, there's a lot of trick. The good huntsmen, they perhaps know that the hand's front legs aren't quite right or whatever. They might have a fault. And, and you can play the hand. They'll have done a lot of practice to make sure that they sort of hide those facts. But the judges will walk all around the hand, look at them. And as you say, we look. you look at all of them. You then discard the ones you don't like. And then the top four will go up onto the flags. You look at their feet and you'll sort of begin to... You've got your, the four, what you consider the nicest hands and you're looking at the sort of finer points to try and... To do. So you kind of start from the outside in, you're looking at how they move first. The movement is, it's all about yeah. movement. And if then you, you forget, drill down to the feet yeah, and yeah. closer and, up. And it's also true to say um, that there will be hands that are just like us, thank the Lord, but it'd be, be desperately ugly that, that actually hunt Brilliant. a huge amount of seasons, have all the qualities we're talking about, about nose, scenting ability, uh, what in the old days with beagles we call hair sense, but their ability to go hunting, their you know, and um, we'll get over the difficulties that they've got in their confirmation. But if you've got a if you've got a hand with all those qualities that's got good confirmation, it's going to last be longer. It'll be better. So you spend a lifetime, and you're still beagling regularly, are you? Yeah, 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 too, yes. yeah, all through the winter and in the summer. We're just as busy with the shows, with walking hands out, enjoying it, and um, it's a huge privilege and a huge joy to have a pack of hounds who all foolishly think that you're the best thing since sliced bread and you know being able to work a pack of hounds and uh, I mean just walking them out this summer and, and you go somebody comes past and their dog and it's perhaps straining the leash and whatever and, and your hounds you say come along we're going along and they walk you walk past them and nobody looks and nobody knows a crossword and whatever they are magical things. They, yeah. they are, bit of pride there. There's a huge amount of pride, and a, and, a, and, and it is, it is a clever thing. And as I say, to me, it is there is a real visceral love of the fact that it, it's something that our ancestors. Xenophon, as I say, was right. It was 55 BC, and he, if he came down here today, if William the Conqueror came down here today, if George Washington came down here today, if Trotsky came down today, today, they would all. Have a similar love of hands, and that yeah. you know, it's a fantastic thing. That's kind of historic link going right back. It's a, it's a really magical thing to my to my. So tell just, me about the naming, because we're looking down the program, okay. aren't we? So just to go through our program to explain it, <clears throat> there are several classes. So we're showing we, we've got classes for couples where you're looking at the how the hands match. We've got. Oh, um, so they're supposed to be a matched they're, pair. They're supposed to be a matched pair. Does that mean they're normally littermates? They might be, yeah, and that tends to do it. You'll see the North Bucks were showing hands today. They've got a very particular type, They're fairly closely bred, so so their hands are all pretty similar, so they'll have an advantage. And, and then, it, not here, but some of the bigger shows will have a two-couple class where you're judging four hands together. Okay. And again, you're looking for them to be matched and for their for their type. Um, we have an enter, we have enter, we have a stallion hand class or a brood bitch class, which are hands that have been bred from. Um, there's a veteran class for hands that. Uh, more than seven years old 
There's more than seven years old or more than seven seasons? They've, they've completed six seasons, so they, they'll have been born. Hounds start hunting a year after. Um, the season after the first birthday? Yeah, yeah. So, so they're a year old when they start hunting. They'll have been out to walk, they'll have gone and stayed with the family. Really important. In the old days, it was really important because we didn't have the inoculations to get the diseases. You had to disperse your hands because they were all in the same place and you got distemper. Something dreadful like that, you'd lose the lot. So they used to spread them out. The big estates would have sent them out to their tenants and whatever. Mm. Now it, it's just as important, just as the guide dog people do and all the rest of it, because you send them out as a couple, hopefully, but they get a chance to be treated as individuals, mm. to, to, to hu be humanised a little bit more than they would be if they were all in a gang together. But we have an unentered class, so those are hounds that haven't start. they will start hunting next autumn. And in there, you have the date of birth mm -hmm. because you'll perhaps be looking down. There are hounds there that, that uh, were born in February, they were born in April, perhaps August or whatever. And obviously, that will be different. They'll be different in terms of maturity. Yep. Judges always take that into account in an entered class. In the entered classes, you'll see that there's an annotation say Brutus 14. That means he started, he'll have been born in 2013. Right. He'll have hunted, he'll started hunting in 2014. Right. And then we have his. Sire, who was Godstow 11, so he started hunting in 2011. And are all these registered in the same yeah, way? Yeah, they're, all, they they're are registered in our stud book. Yeah. So the, the uh, Association of Master Harriers and Beagles stud book, different from the KC. The, K, the Kennel Club stud book and ours was the same up to uh, just after the Second World War, I think. There was a hound, uh, Radley Triumph, that was a, tr uh, a champion both in our classes and at Crufts, I believe. Okay. And I can't quite That's remember. That's quite unusual, given It, it wasn't saying. in those days, okay. because the working breed and the um, hunting breed were the same. But then, as I say, the, the kennel club starts dictating a particular shape. Yeah. We're, as I said, only interested in confirmation and whatever, so we split them up and, 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 and so we've diverged. But, the, you know, these hands will all go back. Our Stubbrook started in 1893, so most of these hands will be took back to those And when those it times. comes to breeding, how close is too close? Do you have kind of guidelines you're looking, on that you're looking for line? You're looking for common lines, so the same good working hands mm. in their breeding going back to in, in the 5th and 6th generation any closer than that it's beginning to get um, is fourth generation acceptable or it's getting really? a bit close okay. um, and again what we look at is the tail male so that's we're looking at the father of the father of the father of the father of the father and even more important in the kennel the tail female so the mother of the mother of the mother of the mother of the mother and you'll go back to your tail female lines the fox in the foxhound world you can take them back as many generations as would be an equivalent if you were a human okay. to take you back to 1 BC. Again, I think that's wow. an extraordinary thing. Less so in the Beagles, but, but as I say, our pedigrees go back to the 1890s and beyond where we've got the stud books. But that's when we started actually sort of listing it on a common thing. Um, and then you, so you've got the dam and then you'd look at the sire of the dam and we tend to name the hounds Brutus there. His mother was Bravery. All so that you're litter, following the first two letters? Yeah, would have the same two initials as um, the, uh, the thing. Hannibal, in fact, his mother was Honor, so they've actually gone away from that. But okay. most of us would, have the, would use the first two initials mm. of either the dog or the bitch to name the litter. And it helps when you're going back through the families because you remember that, in our case, um, 
Today we'll be showing um, Zero and her dad was Zeitgeist and so on and so okay. forth. We go through a whole lot of Zed. And can I ask you a question, Matthew, about is there an appreciable difference between dogs and bitches from the point of view of working? I, I had a chat with someone earlier who's, yeah. who felt that... Um, Bitches were more biddable, yeah. so if you need, if your country required that higher biddability, girls tend to be more helpful and more amenable, and and, and, and that's so uh, in the beagle world, so is it? Like them, yeah, not so in much terms in the of beagle world. There's very little difference in the pet. Well, in, certainly in the foxhound world, where they hunt more days than we do, mm. and they would have dog hounds and bitch packs, and the tradition is that the dog hounds are a bit more duh. If you had uh, a, a heavy woodland country and where you're expecting them to get on and do it themselves, you'd rely on dog hounds. In the foxhound world, where perhaps they're also, as, as in the old days, as well as looking as hunting foxes, they're also looking for a bit of a gallop and a dash. In the fashionable Vale countries, where they, that's more important, the bitch pack would, would be where the emphasis is, because perhaps you can mislead the bitch pack a little more, or they're a little bit less sulky. Right. if you mislead them than the dog handle. Most beagle packs would hunt a mixed pack. There are several packs. The Dumber, one of the really famous packs, and, and one that, you know, if you look through the programme, you'd see a lot of us turn to for bloodlines. They actually only keep bitches because the easy because they, they very generously give their dog hand puppies away to other packs. But the great thing is that they can... If you have a mixed pack, for obvious reasons, you can't always take them all out. Yes. If you have a bitch pack, you can all just take the bitches along with you. So Makes sense. Very yeah. practical then. So that's a very practical policy. Practical, and it came from Sir Newton Rycroft, which is one of who one of our great sort of icons and, and great hound breeders, uh, going back to the 40s. Extraordinary man, had a huge... Um, he was an SOE in the war and whatever, but a, a really cerebral breeder of foxhounds and um, beagles he originally only kept big bitches because he could only keep so many hands you have a mixed pack the bitches will come in season some of them you can't take out so he had bitches because they could go all the time so he could keep fewer hands and keep going okay you would never spay a bitch or neuter a dog in the world of you, you perhaps beagles. would for health reasons but we wouldn't but because, only for health reasons because yeah, as we're looking for working abilities. You'll only really see that working ability in the... You shouldn't really be breeding for anything certainly younger than second or third season because you won't have time to evaluate it. Yeah. If you spade them early on, you may lose the opportunity to use a, a good working hand. But, yeah, no, that doesn't... We don't do that. No, no. no. OK. So, basically, we're talking a historical breed and indeed activity with this kind yeah. of relaxed flavour of sociability yeah. coming together for the hound shows yeah. a strong dose of practicality with the kinds of decisions that you would make about you know which dogs or which dogs or bitches to yeah. keep or you know which hounds yeah. to hunt it's it's Hunting is an extraordinary thing. You, you, if you're interested in hunting, and it is something that grabs some of us. I don't come from a hunting background, but it has taken over my life. And that's nothing to do about hurting things. It's just a delight in working dogs and seeing them do the job that they've been bred for. As I say, there's a huge history to it. And, and that sort of um, you know, tradition, I think, to me, is important. It may be unfashionable, but... It's still important to a huge amount of us. The fact is that we're really, really lucky. There are very few people who don't want us 
to come onto their ground um, at some point in the year. There will always be times that people don't want you because they're the shooting or the, the lambing or whatever. But providing we behave, providing we, and, and I hope we are always responsible, and providing we treat the right, the, the you know, the, the ability to go hunting on other people's ground as a huge privilege and not a right, certainly can't start thinking and go willy-nilly over people's ground. You know, that, that it's something that's worth living. It's still a huge part of a lot of people's lives in the rural community and, and, and there is still a, good, a lot of goodwill to it. I mean, again, you know, we hunt a very built-up part of the world in, in Hertfordshire and, and Bedfordshire. A lot of people see that what we're happening. There will be people who tell you that hunting is hugely unpopular. We come across, unless it's manufactured by people who turn out who want to support it, and the vast majority of people are happy to see us doing what we're doing because we're not doing anything materially wrong and and, and and it you know and they're very very gorgeous aren't they and beagles <laughs> are cracking here they're, they're, again they're another huge reason one of the things this show is so important that we come to is because as you can see the public people can come and yeah. see us they can walk and our hands are our greatest advert yeah, yeah. Not very many people will be interested in coming and seeing me. We had our hands at Hearts for the show the other day, and the kids were knee deep, sitting with our hands, cuddling our hands through the day. All kids, and we take them to to schools days in London and whatever. There will be kids there. The only dogs they've ever seen are drug, drug attack dogs and and in the, the aggressive breeds that that unfortunately are now kept to be aggressive. You know, and, and to see children that are terrified of hounds end up the day cuddling a beagle. Magic. That's what it's about. Matthew, thank you. That's Pleasure. Great. Well, I do hope you enjoyed that. And indeed, I hope you're enjoying the podcast generally. If you are, please consider leaving us a review and a rating, ideally at Apple Podcasts, but anywhere would be great. And as always, I very much welcome introductions to working dogs, wherever they may be. Because although I do love staying very local to me down in Petersfield, uh, next month, I'm actually speaking long distance to a fascinating dog all the way from Australia. So we do gad about a little bit and if the dog has an interesting job then I'm interested in hearing about it so please do get in touch I'll leave my details in the show notes and I will as always leave extra photos and videos at shineradio.uk forward slash dogs with jobs so stay in touch I'll be back in another couple of weeks and uh, enjoy dogs with jobs presented by Kate Fairweather and produced with John Wellsman Come on, Petersfield, let's build a band. A beat from Dragon Street and a snare from the square. A bass from Penn's Place, a gliss from Liss and a fill from Bell Hill. Ooh, some vocals from us locals and the Dave Gilmore of Tilmore. Only Petersfield's Shine Radio plays original music from local musicians. The Local Showcase with Mandy P is sponsored by Brickyard Studios. Petersfield's professional recording studio, rehearsal space and PA hire. The Local Showcase, Thursday nights at 9 and always online at shineradio.uk.